Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's podcast from Dublin First Baptist Church in Dublin, North Carolina. We hope you'll be encouraged today as you listen to our message. For more information, please visit our website at www.dublinfbc.org. That's www.dublinfbc.org. Now let's join the congregation of Dublin First Baptist as we listen to the preaching of God's Word. Having communion this morning, I, of course, I'd like us to go to that passage where God has the Apostle Paul in the book of 1 Corinthians teach the church about the practice of communion and its purpose. And I'd like to briefly draw your attention this morning to what is taught here in God's Word regarding the Lord's Supper. You know, when we celebrate communion like we will here in just a moment, um, we certainly look back. Um, You and I, I I hope this morning in awestruck adoration, remembering God's great love for us in Jesus Christ, um, just as Jesus commanded us to do, uh, and as is on the front of the communion table here, it says, do this in remembrance of me. So yes, it's a look back. Uh, and Jesus and his dying on the cross in our place for our sins. But this ordinance that Jesus gave us, communion, is not just commemorative. Uh, it's not just a look back, but it's also a look forward. And of course, this aspect of communion, it's more on my mind since we have been going through the book of Revelation together on Sunday mornings. And I want you to consider really even the origins of the Lord's Supper. Think about that first communion service for those who were actually Christ's in that upper room. I mean, it was, it was actually also the last Passover service, wasn't it? And the accounts in the Gospels of Jesus and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, when he celebrated communion with his disciples uh, in that upper room, they were gathered there to actually celebrate the Passover meal shortly before of Christ's death on the cross for us. And you, you know that that Passover celebration from the time of Moses, when it was instituted, all the way to that very night in that upper room with Jesus and his disciples, the Passover celebration was intended to point forward to the death of Christ, to a sacrifice for us on the cross. But it's here in 1 Corinthians where God as the Apostle Paul lay out instructions for the observance of the Lord's Supper in the church of Christ. So let's read it together now, verses 23 to 26. Paul says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also... He took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. You know, when it's that last verse, I want you to look at it again. That reminds us of a couple things. For one, this is more than just some kind of ritual that we do here at Dublin. We do it about four times a year. So much more than that. It says, when you do this, you're proclaiming. That's what show means. Same word as preaching. It's like you're preaching the gospel by participating in the Lord's Supper. But it's, it's that last verse there, verse 
26, that reminds us that what we do in worshiping the Lord here through communion, it's not just commemorative. It's not just a look back. It's also a look forward. It says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death, what? Till he comes. So even in communion, we're being pointed forward in this uh, Christmas Eve day morning. I hope that our hearts are not just considering the first coming of Jesus Christ, but that each one of us who has been saved by faith in Christ's atonement for us is also having a heart that's full of great expectation, longing for the return of Jesus. God tells us here that our hearts should not just be looking back to Calvary in communion, but also looking forward to Christ's second coming. And it's entirely possible you know, that Jesus may come for us later today. I was driving here this morning. There's beautiful clouds that way. Sun was rising. And we know, Scripture says that when he comes to rapture his church, he will, we will go to meet him in the clouds. We'll meet him in the air. And I thought it could be today. There's nothing that's preventing it. It could be this afternoon. And if so, this would be the final communion service that any of us partake in. Because just as our observance of communion as Christians, just as it is a transition from that previous celebration of Passover, so will our observance of communion, even here this morning. One day it'll be a transition to what we read about earlier uh, there in Revelation. It's on the front of your bulletins too, that entire passage that we read earlier. the marriage supper of the Lamb. And it's such a beautiful thing in Matthew's account of the Last Supper, uh, the first communion service. He says this about Jesus. Jesus spoke of his own longing for that day, for that uh, new kind of communion service he will have with us, his people in heaven. Jesus said in Matthew 26, 29, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of this vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. If that's something that Jesus Christ is longing for, to celebrate a new kind of communion with us there in the marriage supper of the Lamb, well, our hearts ought to be longing for that same thing. And in this passage here in Revelation, that's on the front of your bulletin, it gives us such a, a beautiful glimpse of this event that is ahead for all who have trusted in Jesus as our Savior. God's Word refers to the church. One of the descriptions it talks about Uh, It says we're the bride of Christ. But the wedding ceremony hasn't happened yet. Uh, I guess probably at least from our cultural perspective and what we call things, it would probably be more accurate to say right now we're the fiancé of Christ or more like the Old Testament uh, betrothed like Mary was to Joseph. But after Jesus returns... And to rapture us who have trusted in him as Savior. We have this description here. If you look at it again, they're on the front of your bulletins. Revelation 19, the last two verses, 7 and 8. They say, let us be glad and let us rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. The great... Puritan, pastor, and theologian J.C. Ryle, he once wrote that you and I were here on earth as Christians to prepare for eternity. Our purpose here on earth is making ourselves ready, just like it talked about there in verses 7 and 8. The marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. We're to be arraying ourselves 
in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And the very next verse there in Revelation tells us this, blessed, how happy, how blessed of God are those which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. These are the true sayings of God. Do we have reason to be glad and rejoice and honor, give honor to him this morning? Do you have reason uh, to praise him because we are blessed? You, you do. If you've placed your faith in Christ alone for your salvation. If you haven't, do that this morning. But if you have, we're guaranteed this wedding ceremony that will replace what we're about to do here in just a few moments. We're guaranteed uh, this wedding ceremony. It's ahead for us. A ceremony that we look forward to and that will fully, it will finally replace our observance of the Lord's Supper after Jesus returns for us. So I encourage you, as we observe communion together as Christ redeemed this morning in just a moment, prepare yourselves. Uh, ready yourselves. We're going to have a time to do that, to pause in just a moment. A song is going to be sung reminding us of Christ coming to save us, what we look back on in celebrating the Lord's Supper. But as that song is sung and during that song, I invite you in reverence this morning, right there in your pew, in reverence, talk with the Lord in prayer. And confess any sin to him that might be a part of your life. Use this time as the song is sung to give thanks to the Lord for the salvation that's yours in Jesus Christ. Give the Lord praise for what he has promised is ahead for us when he comes again. Use this time personally and privately to worship the Lord and prepare yourself for communion. Where, as Paul said in verse 26 here, we all, we all preach a sermon. And we do that. We proclaim his death until the Lord comes.